0: Thank <laughs>
2: And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry the Boater, even Bill the Engineer with us at least temporarily, is, uh, is threatening to leave. Uh, or is, well, it, is it a little I'm, forceful? After last week... Uh, so this Patrick- is...
3: Th- it, it, last week was terrible, but th- this is the problem. How many times do I have to go to HR? How many times do I have to try and get things done around here? Yesterday... Was wear your life jacket to work day, yeah. lame? And none of you bozos. How hard is it, lame? It, well, the, first the of all, w- the we, ones which, which we have, which are the the ones which just run over your shoulders, all mm. they do is save your life. All they do, they're not bulky, they're not a problem. They to don't wear. save my life in the studio. It yeah, is but they're to very raise awareness that you're stupid. That's, that's what Safe Boating Month
2: is all about. By and, the way, who did you complain to? Because we have no HR department. Oh. Uh, do we have a cardboard cutout of a woman sitting behind a desk? No, but there's that homeless guy out there in the gutter passed out. Or Is that who you're talking to? Uh, that's it me. It might have been.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> Idiot. Uh, all right. Sorry. Anyway,
3: so you guys wouldn't do this yesterday. Can we at least talk about how
4: important Safe Boating is? Week yeah, is. This tired, is Safe Boating of, Week. I'm tired of talking about how stupid it is to wear your life jacket to work. Unless you work on a boat and it's required. It's
3: about, it is about
4: making a people aware. It's
3: aware. aware. It's you're making people awareness. aware that
4: you look ridiculous wearing a life jacket while you're on land. It doesn't raise awareness. Yes, it does. No, does I- it will raise Girl. more it's the awareness same th- if you throw a bucket of water on them. It's the same <laughs> thing when they, it's the same thing when they do the Inflate Your Jacket Day, and you're supposed to waste a perfectly good CO2 cartridge, and everybody inflate their jackets at the same time. It's
5: stupid. No, I I don't do that. It, it's seventy bucks to rearm my jacket. I know nothing inflates. Well, see, uh, this would be a good job for Boat Show Girl.
2: You know they have her uh, run around town. You know, inflating
5: you know. people's jackets,
3: <laughs> just just sneaking up behind them.
2: <sighs> I was thinking she would wear, yeah, but it's making noise. Yeah.
4: Well, I don't know.
3: She could just run up behind them.
4: Go. Whoosh. You know the way that you make it aware, raise awareness. You make it a law. Ah. Nah, we don't need no stinking laws.
2: We have none anyway. As it is.
5: There's it's, not enough. It's a wild, wild, wild west. Yeah. The water it's anyhow. a
3: wild, wild west. So this is Safe Boating Week, May 19th. Kicks off today to the 25th. There will be safe boating awareness events just about every place. Uh, you can't throw a dead cat. I mean, really, you shouldn't throw a dead cat. But you can't I throw tried. a dead cat uh, without hitting a uh, boating awareness safety. Yeah, little
4: known it's fact, it's former Olympic event. And it's way <laughs> more fun when they're alive. Replace the discus from 1934 to 1938.
2: They always land on all, all their paws, too. <laughs> Not
4: the Dead Turns ones. Out that's just, no, I just that's said. just it's... the Berlin Olympics. Yeah.
3: Okay. <laughs> Did Jesse Owens throw a live cat? Right at Hitler. Holy cow.
4: Hmm. Things could have turned out and so different. And then World War II started. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse.
3: <laughs>
4: okay. Uh, here, here are
3: a couple of places you can go today uh, safe boating class in Sebastian. Uh, Safe Boating uh, Station, Fort Pierce, Open House. That's only until uh, the end of the show. So go now. Stop listening. Run! Uh, Get over to the Coast Guard Station, Fort Pierce, uh, Open House. Safe Boating class at Sebastian goes until 5 p.m. But just do a search for uh, Safe Boating Awareness Classes uh this week this is safe boating month and i know in the past you've complained about safe boating
2: month oh. i complain about everything <laughs> let's be clear well so what's the problem you would rather just be it across the board 24 uh, 7 safe 20.
4: boating does not occur one month out of the year safe boating needs to be 12 months the same thing with that oh, okay. operation, that stupid so operation dry water where for one day we focus on bui where the focus needs to be constant Every day out on the water, and so that's be, why you make the wearing of, of a PFD akin to wearing your seatbelt in your car, and you make it a law.
2: Well, why don't we just uh, officially pronounce Captain Patrick as the Grand Marshal of Safe Boating Year?
5: Well, they do require that for uh, PWCs.
4: They require yeah, and, a and Grand Marshal. Barry, you are you are in one of those areas where PW it's PWC crazy. How often do you yep. see people out on their PWCs without life jackets?
5: Never. They always have them on because FWC is out there. You have the Coast Guard out there and they will pull them over.
4: That's because that's, when I was
5: down at Hallover,
4: uh with a couple of yachts, they were kind of all over the place and like they're hanging oh, yeah. on the handlebars mm-hmm. uh, on the jet skis. And I guess they just figure that they can grab them real quick and slide them on. Hey, kind of like pulling that seatbelt over your shoulder. Uh, you usually, know, in your car. I,
5: I I've seen them wearing them down there. I've oh, that's never a good seen them thing. just hanging around, but they do. You know when they when they anchor at the sandbar there, then they take them off.
4: But you know what? What statistic has actually come up? And it's 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 interesting that Bill brings this this particular story up. Is um, kayakers and paddleboarders are now leading, if you will, um, drowning deaths because they are not wearing PFDs.
5: No, they're not. I but do. They I do see the the uh, paddle boarders, and they get really they get really ticked off if you uh, drive by them a little bit too fast. You know, they. Look well, I mean, at you, you like, have to hey, be
3: aware of it. it. You have to. It's a shared space.
5: No, it's not. It's a. It's a. Sh- well, it what is. Do you mean,
2: but it's it not. Isn't. It's not. How is it not shared? Yeah. Different user groups using the same body of the water. The bigger the
4: engine. I have the right-of-way. That's the way it I'm not saying you works. don't have
3: the right-of-way. I'm saying And if I can do what board, I want. If you Have you not
4: spent still, any time out on the water in it's
3: Florida? St- it's still a shared space. They have to be aware. A, a paddleboarder needs to be aware that they're sharing the space with larger boats who are going to create wakes, and that's going to be an issue. And they oh, need to be that. Oh, I thought you were taking the other stance.
5: <laughs> well, they, they, <laughs> should, they should have some kind of PFD on, but they don't.
4: They don't. They absolutely no. should. And when they fall, and then they... T- I can't make it... And then they can't even... Lift themselves up onto the paddleboard uh, to get up out of the water, and they wind up holding onto it, and eventually they tire out and they drown, or they yeah. get eaten by sharks.
5: There, there are other things going on for Wrong. safe boating. We, uh, Power Squadron, and the Coast Guard Auxiliary also does vessel safety checks.
3: I'm sorry, we can't talk about the uh, the the Coast Guard Auxiliary without uh, Captain Rusty being here to sign off. Oh, so it's just well, I can it's talk about our Power rules. Squadron. It's, a, I law. A, <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a law. It's a law.
4: Understood. <laughs> I'd love to know how many people actually attend these events. I mean if they're if Seven. they're pretty well, much is what I would think. Rusty's not here. We know where he is. It's a good point. Making pie charts. Oh. Okay. Uh,
3: no, I, I I think I think it depends on the event. I think it depends on how it's promoted, and I think it depends on who wants to be a part of it. I don't think a lot of people say, Hey, boat safe boating week let's go and and do this fun activity and learn about safe boating but it needs to be made into a fun activity to attract people
5: it does well if they hand out life jackets uh, you know the ones that inflate and say here put this on and then jump in the water I'd do that as long as it was their life jacket not mine
4: eBay right now I want to know how many (laughs) inflatable life jackets we can get because we're going to do this we're going to do this right now here it Hmm. is that's right. going out of Patrick's right. budget. A- any body of water, right, Barry? <laughs>
3: any body
0: of water. Because okay. you did not specify. How like, do you feel about cliff jumping? <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right, I'll meet you at the middle of the Sunshine Skyway Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> the
2: retention, the retention
3: pond oh, <laughs> off the
2: uh, That's uh, off the two A exit. <laughs> okay, so All these right. are things uh, that you should not do for safe boating now, But what, there's
4: <laughs> nothing. Listen, what you should do. For safe boating year-round, every time you're going to go and take your boat out, is make sure that your safety gear is easily accessible. You have the proper number of life jackets for the number of people on board, that your throwable cushion is within an arm's reach of the person who's driving the boat. You've got your flares, even if you're on an inland body of water and FWC or whoever, law, if you fly that flare, we'd probably write you for trying to start a fire. Carry them anyway. Make sure that they're up to date, that they're not expired. Make sure that your FLs are good. Make sure that your navigation lights work, especially that pole light for your, for your anchor mast that you never take out and you probably use to tie a pirate flag to it so you look cool out on water. Make sure that your blower works. Make sure that your bilge pump works. Make sure that your automatic float switch works. I hate when he puts blower in the middle and I can't,
3: don't
5: have time to make the joke. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me. I got to change my bait well pump.
3: I don't think that's a safety feature, but, it's but a, it is a safe it, word. It is, it is for the lobsters <laughs> to keep a, them alive. It's a safe word.
5: <laughs> and, and yeah, that's very-
4: Live well pop, Live well
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well, Safe Boating Week is a, a good week to just take inventory like more detailed. Uh, the yeah. stuff you're talking about is like, yeah, you should keep that up uh, before every trip, but that's pretty long. Or maybe you just organize your uh, checklist during Safe Boating Week, and then you apply it every day of the year.
5: Well, that's what's nice about having. If you do it every day of the year,
4: you're not having to do it on Safe Boating Week because it's become it's become the norm. It's a habit you do automatically.
2: Mm. Okay, I'm a fan of uh, Safe Boating Week. I'm just saying, I like safe boating. I like it
3: so much that if you don't think we should have Safe Boating Week, I'm leaving right now. He's out of here.
0: You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network.
2: Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive.
0: You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the water. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Now, what type of boat do you see yourself
1: in? Well, I'm not sure, but I, what I do know that I need to be out in the open sea. Well, you got to ask yourself some questions, Do you like speed? Do you like to hear the roar of an engine? Do you want to get from point A to point B as quickly as possible? If that turns you on, then you want a powerboat. Okay, that's it. That's it. Power. That's me. That's one way to go. But maybe you want to slow down. You know, listen to the wind and the water. Have sunrise and sunset as your only clock. Know that you can go around the world on less than a tank of gas. Now, if that sounds good to you, then maybe you're sailors. This is not a hobby this it's a lifestyle
3: i was riding on the Mayflower, and i thought i spot some land i yelled for captain rev i have you understand who came running to the deck said boys forget the wheel we're going over yonder cut the engines change the sail holla the line we sang that melody like all tough sailors do when they're far
2: sea. this is the world of boating great your first mate captain patrick we have ditched bill the engineer we've had enough of him and we've traded him out for uh, captain rusty
1: that's uh, fair yeah it, it, you're, you're doing better you you're, you're you're moving up
2: it's an upgrade i think it is uh bury the boater with us as well so he he uh, you know we added two or I don't know Barry was there before I Barry guess Barry was there before
5: I, I'm president accounted for yeah
2: I, he was just uh, out of my uh, view so I forgot about him this thank was. you <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to forget about you now Barry because you you do have something that you want to ask Patrick about uh, that maybe we'll all learn from so you had a fellow sure. boater come up to uh, come up to you and give you some stuff is that not right quite. no. no. What happened? Um,
5: actually, before I was an accountant, I worked in electronics, and uh, I worked for Pan Am. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's where that backstory comes from. Um, this guy, he, he likes to buy old, used electronic equipment. He had bought this thing. He didn't know what it was, and he handed it to me. It's called an ElectroGuard Model 451 galvanometer. Huh. Uh, and, uh, okay, I so he's not
2: it. a boater. He had nothing no. to do with it. So this is from your past, and you, and you realize that this actually has some, maybe a it, potential boating application, maybe, or
5: what? Yeah, I, I did a little research on it, and it's four boats, and I was considering giving it to Patrick as a, you know, uh, an old-time piece of equipment he could put up on a shelf. But I thought I'd learn more about it 1st it That'll mm. go right right next to my
4: sextant uh, and yeah. my, my hand-bearing compass. You have those? I
5: do. Well, if the satellites ever fall out of the sky, you'll need the second hand bearing compass. (laughs) You got that right.
4: Let me tell you something. I still have my Loran C cards. So, you know, when when the whole thing goes down, those Loran towers will still be up and running. Okay. I mean, that's actually the fallback for the U.S. Navy, just so you know.
2: Well, that's good to know. When we get that electronic pulse, it uh, knocks everything out. And and, I
5: did read a story that they are now, uh, the Navy's having their navigators relearn how to use a sextant as a backup also. Yes, Celestial
4: right. Nav is on my
2: bucket list. Okay, well, maybe we'll get into that in just a bit. What is this well, other well, why, piece why of, can't we do it now? Well, I mean, because uh, I want to find out exactly what this uh, anode thing, whatever <laughs> the <laughs> hell he just said it was, um, yeah, is. <laughs>
4: basically, it, it's a way to check for stray current in the water. Uh, so... It, it, one, one of the challenges with boats that stay in the water for a considerable period of time, and are whether they're at your dock, your own dock, um, or they're at a marina, um, is the possibility that you start to suffer galvanic corrosion to not only your sacrificial anodes, but to your struts, your shafts. Um, your rudders, your props, your outdrive, your rams, your uh, pod drive system, trim tabs, uh, through hole fittings, uh, anything uh, that is metal and has been below the waterline. So what we do now is what's more commonly known as a silver silver chloride half cell test. So if you were if you had your boat out of marina and you noticed, you know, you, you get it hauled out at the end of the season or your diver goes out because we're all hiring divers to go clean our bottoms. Yes. Uh, I'm not cleaning your bottom, though, just for the record. So when they go, they come up and they say, hey, listen, we noticed that, you know, you've got uh, your your sacrificial anodes are completely gone. And, you know, that's a highly unusual rate of, of uh, deterioration that you're experiencing. You may want to have. The area checked for straight current. Chances are, especially if you're the original owner of the boat, the boat was built to meet all the specifications uh, that were applicable at the time of manufacture as far as the way the boat's wired, the way that it's bonded, uh, galvanic isolator uh, installed. But you don't know about the boat next to you. Or the guy with the sailboat three slips down with the big lead keel that installed his own AC unit from his uh, summer home, you know, and has got it sticking through the uh, the cabin window. And he's throwing all kinds of stray current out through the bottom of his boat. And it's going to attack, of course, the sacrificial anodes. But once those are gone, then it's going to start to attack the aluminum. It's going to start to attack the stainless. And okay. I, I I get I get what you're saying. So
2: when you find that uh this device is finding
4: this current around your boat, then what are you supposed to do? Just move it? No. It, it, all it allow around. it allows you to determine where the stray current's coming from. Yeah. And so then, is it coming from my boat? Do I have a problem in my boat? Right. Is there a bonding wire that's come loose or is corroded and is there something going on within my vessel? Or is it the way that the dock is wired, which we find quite often, especially at people's homes, because they have a regular electrician wire it, and it's not wired to, um, let's say, marina code, if you will, because mm-hmm. um, the wiring does – it is different. Um, or is it coming from another vessel within the marina that, again, is throwing out all this stray current – and it doesn't attack their boat because they're emitting the stray current. It goes to every boat around them.
2: Right, but that's what I'm saying. So once you find there's there's a problem, obviously, if it's your boat, you can you know troubleshoot that yourself. Yeah. but if you find it, it's coming from
4: somewhere else. What the heck are you supposed to do? Well, if it's the marina, which again, uh, most often it, it winds up being the marina, you notify the dock master and listen. You you got a you got a wiring issue you know at your at your dock maybe they had a wiring repair done and they just had the 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 handyman at the marina went out there and just butts splice some wires together and yeah. really doesn't understand the, the nature of how it changes well, rusty have you ever had that kind of problem
1: yeah i haven't here but one of the places that it just seemed like it was bad was miami during the boat show right you know the boats look like they take a beating on the metal side of them that's in the water there and well, i don't because know that's it's true, not but-
4: it's it's not a real marina. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a floating city that they moved in, and nothing is wired to code.
5: Mm. Well, you mean I, for that, that short a period of time, it started eating it up? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, It oh. was. we had some props that were just – we actually had to send them out when they got back, and the boat was in the water for a week. And, it, I mean, it, it took a toll on them. It, it, it wasn't easy.
4: What does it do to them? It, it will literally start to eat them. It will start to look like a wafer cracker. Hmm. You know, just eat at the metal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It could look pitted. um, It could actually look like somebody's been nibbling on, you know, the edge of the blade or on the edge of the uh, uh, rudder, what have you.
2: Well, that sounds like a pretty handy device you got there from your buddy here, Barry. He gave it to you for free, I hope, right? Of course. Bargain. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating.
0: You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network.
2: This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, and Captain Rusty. Rounding out the crew right now as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And uh, Barry the Boater got an anoid uh, sensing uh, diameter or something or other. What, what is the technical name? What, what, give it officially. Some kind of title. Galvanometer.
5: A galvanometer. A, yes. a DC galvanometer. Which <laughs> is
2: now known as a silver-silver chloride half-cell test. Okay. Uh, well, what do you mean? It's known as a test. It's a piece of equipment.
4: It can't be a test. When you use it, you are basically conducting what is now known as a silver, 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 silver chloride half-cell test.
2: Okay, got it. And if if uh, you notice it picking up this current, it could uh, eat away at all the metal on your boat and create problems. Or and K- in Rusty's. Uh, case when he's down at the miami boat show even after a week being in the water you noticed Mm -hmm. what on the props
1: well it frosted the props frosted and uh, frosted and which i i never seen this so i didn't know what had happened but it's like the sacrificial anodes are just eating away at it and then when you looked at the props they looked like they were just coated i thought they were ruined honestly and they're stainless steel props and Took and something scratched, I noticed it would scratch off. And I don't even know what this is. I've never heard of it. And Somebody said, well, it sounds like the props are frosted, but it's from being in the water down there. And Patrick, you ever seen this? You know what I'm talking about?
4: Um, I have never had frosted props, frosted flakes. Yes. I, I've
2: added frosted props for oh, breakfast
4: so. once. Frosted props. No, <laughs> and I, agree, I to be uh, honest with corn. you, Rusty, I've never heard yeah. that term, but it sounds more like what you encountered was something unrelated to stray current and it seems to be more of a scale issue. Hmm.
1: It, it, it was really weird. We actually had to dip the props in acid to get yeah. it
4: off. Yeah. I've, uh, and that, it sounds like scale versus something related to galvanic corrosion. Oh, okay. Uh, because, uh, yeah, the, the way that I've cleaned that in the past is um, <clears throat> acid.
2: Yeah. Acid. Yeah. The- yeah. It's- ah, and you have plenty of that in, in your household. No, I think that explains a lot on on the factory level. We got access to a bunch of stuff. Uh huh. Okay, that explains so much. That's how I get rid of the bodies, too. Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) More coming up on the World of Boating. Hold on there, Dexter.
0: You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network.
2: buy a house when ye can buy a houseboat Yar!
3: don't forget to check out the galley that's real shag carpeting
5: baby back her down the rain and don't jack knife her. let's see how many people we can fit inside her. I think we got half of the town invited for some beer on a boat
4: on the side
0: This
2: is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Captain Rusty, and Barry the Boater, too. we got a pretty much a full crew, with the exception of uh, Bill, who we made walk the plank uh, early on in the show. A couple weeks ago, however, we had a, a buddy new star here on the World of Boating, I think, <laughs> And that was uh, that was Captain Rusty's new assistant, and her name again was. Uh, uh, it's he- Heather. Heather. Heather, Heather right. And yeah. Heather was. Uh, I don't know. She was a firecracker. <laughs> she She's fun, isn't she? Yeah. I love it, and she doesn't have any boating experience. But you're basically, you know, taking her, uh, you know, by the hand and and kind of introducing her to this whole boating world. Is that right, Rusty? Uh,
1: we. Yeah. No. That's exactly right. And you know, when we were getting ready to hire. Uh, an assistant, and and I've always been told you hire for personality and and you know for fit, and then you can train them to to do whatever you want. You to. can so mold really them well-
2: into the uh, thing
4: that you want them to be.
1: I, I will never get hired
4: anywhere because my personality sucks,
1: but I know a lot. Yeah. You know, and, and it's one or the other, and it depends on what you're looking for. I wanted energy. I mean, we, you know, we've we done some staff changes here over the past month um, with our sales staff. And, you know, we're, this has always been a mom-and-pop shop, um, and we're trying to get it to where it's not just the mom-and-pop type mentality, but, you know, we're very professional and fun. And, you know, we, we sell boats, which is recreational. So I'm trying to look for fun people. And people that are smart and that have energy and that you like to hang out with. So when I ran across Heather, um, you know, I I looked and I, I I do this. I look at everybody's Facebook page or whatever I can find about them on the internet. She looked like she was fun. I had a picture of her in the keys. I go, well, she likes water anyway. Mm-hmm. So um, Photoshop. We did yeah, <laughs> if she's that creative, then good for her. You know, that'd be yeah, a bonus. Yeah,
4: exactly. Well, what's we, what's the age difference, Rusty? I mean, not her age specifically, but I mean, does she fall in the millennial generation?
1: Yeah, she would. She's in mid-30s. All Right. Ooh. So well, not... Kind of outside that,
4: though. Right. But just, <laughs> it's a good reach to the millennial generation, especially somebody with her um, level of Energy. enthusiasm. Yeah
2: yeah look uh, she's younger than rusty patrick or myself and barry that's all that matters not combined (laughs) um yeah but uh but no i mean she has the uh enthusiasm she wants to get in there and have some fun with it and and that's what the uh you know that'd be good for business
4: yeah but this this is a great reach because not only does she represent the the female uh aspect of boating i mean which you really want to uh Make inroads towards because there is a lot of women that boat or want a boat, but they kind of mm-hmm. get uh, turned away, or they're they're not sure if they can, what have you. They meet people like uh, Patrick, Barry, Rusty, myself. Listen, I have done more training, and I, I, I've said this before on air. I would rather train a uh, a woman on operation of a boat and how and how to maintain mm-hmm. because they pay attention guys, most often, they know it all. Well, yeah, that's the... Uh, yeah. and, and what I find is the the wife or the girlfriend's paying attention and a guy is parroting everything that I'm saying. You know, like the last three words, like, you need to make sure you you, you open up the seacock. Open up the seacock, babe. See, he's, we need to open up the seacock. I knew that. We open up the seacock. <laughs> and before you crank the engine, you want to run the blower for five minutes. Blower, five minutes. Blower, five minutes, babe. See, I, I already knew that. Yep, five minutes. So go, out, go on, Captain Patrick, tell us. So, I mean, and, and it's just like... And meanwhile, the the wife of the girlfriend's there, and she's taking notes, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Heather will be able to reach out to that. Plus that that millennial generation, which is a concern for manufacturing and for dealers, is getting them excited about mm-hmm. boating and what it has to offer. And she seems like the perfect person to uh, make that reach.
6: Yeah,
2: but you you the alternate to that is uh, attention span, because you know they get those little devices that uh, distract them so much. Squirrel and they're off to something else and she sure. seems very uh i don't I, I, you know very energetic i was almost used the word hyper but i didn't want to say that uh, she,
1: she she is and and honestly i can tell she's brought a lot of energy into the place and she's good with people and that's one of the things we really wanted and and her title really won't be assistant for long it's really going to turn more into like customer focus because now we even have her going to like our service manager see him what boats are there because they're you know, making sure that the customers are communicated with when their boats are for service. Before somebody gets a survey, why don't we just call and make sure they're happy before, you know, we get dinged on a CSI score or something like that. So, you know, she's interacting with customers. She's making sure that everybody's kind of keeping up with stuff. And, you know, that's really what we want her to do. We want her to step in and be able to to do whatever, and she's done. She's done really well. Okay, excited. well, hold
2: on, hold on, Rusty. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm confused. I thought Ryan. Heather was your personal assistant. I thought because yes. you're a big deal now. You're like a I, Hollywood I, I star. Think she's
5: good. She's going to be a customer liaison. <laughs> yeah, she, well,
2: that's what she'll be. Well, then who's like, going to be it, your uh, personal <laughs> assistant? Then who's going to schedule your massages? C-Ray. Right? your meetings with people like Captain Patrick and stuff like that, and keep you in line. Key Ray the dog.
1: Ah. <laughs> That's right. Or you Greg, know,
5: Greg's looking bro- for a job. What? That's true. <laughs> hey,
2: Rusty, <laughs> I did. I did
1: want
4: to touch on that CSI survey because I understand. I think it was a couple weeks back uh, we saw that you guys actually got one of the awards from the uh, NMMA, correct? We did. Um, and that the the achieving that status and you touched on these uh, the the CSI surveys um, extremely important and you are. Definitely headed in the right direction because what I've seen with dealers that are successful on that end is they have a person that is that is their sole job. Is there, they get the notification, of course, when the survey is getting ready to go out, whether it's the initial or the follow up. They're making contact with the customer. How are you enjoying the boat? Is there anything you need help with? Do you have any issues? You know, our expectation is, you know, we're, we're expecting, you know, we get scored, us and the manufacturer, hundreds, of course, we're not asking you to do that, but that's our expectation. So if there's anything that we can do that you're that you're having an issue with, please let us know. We don't want to find out about it on the survey.
2: I got to tell right. you, though, CSI, Jacksonville, Moraine, after what you just said, does not sound like a show I'm going to watch. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: Uh, don't it, say it. It'll, don't it'll, say it'll it. still be a good show. But, it, you know, and I think what people don't understand, they'll just, maybe the radio doesn't work right or something like that, and they don't say anything. Oh, well, the it.
2: radio works great here.
1: Work uh, yeah, well, In some places, it may not. But oh. if we get low CSI scores, it actually drops the amount of money we get paid on warranty work. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's really important to us as a dealer to make sure that, that our, not just our customers are happy, but. It affects the bottom line of the money that we actually make here to make sure our customers are happy. So you know, people who ignore it, I don't understand how that. Yeah, that's I, I, how they thing. stay in business
4: and where and where that really and I know this is a a part where Rusty is really focused with Jacksonville Marine. And again, your more successful dealerships, I don't care what boat brand they're carrying, it is that at the point of delivery, they're not just handing the keys across the counter. And thank you for the check. See you later. They've got a delivery person or a delivery captain, and they go through everything from not only understanding the systems on the boat, but probably the most challenging part of owning a boat isn't trailering, isn't maintaining it, isn't knowing how to operate the engine and the electronics. Paying for it. Nope. Oh. It is the canvas. Huh? How do you set up the canvas? And that's actually on a lot of new boat delivery checklists. Is have you gone through with the customer and explained how to set up the canvas, how to store the canvas, how to properly maintain that canvas? Still to this day, is a huge dissatisfier. Wait, wait. the canvas cover. Or what do you the mean? The bimini top, side curtains, windscreen, aft curtain, trailer covers. You, you keep seeing these boats go down the road, and people have got their bow covers and their cockpit covers snapped on the boat and are trailer down the road at sixty miles an hour. Those are not trailer covers. Those are storage covers. If you want a if you want a travel cover, you can buy one that is designed for the boat to be trailered down the road and not blow off and hit some poor schmuck who's on a motorcycle two cars behind <laughs> you.
2: Wow, that hit a little too close to home, sounds like to me. <laughs>
4: plus,
5: sounds like another story.
4: Plus, the the true travel covers, you don't have to worry so much about your loose stuff that's inside the boat. You know, nothing worse than seeing a, a boat go down the road and, you know, stuff is flying around inside the cockpit because they haven't bothered to secure seat cushions, all that loose stuff, and wind does weird stuff In a boat as it's going down the road The way that it kind of swirls over and under the windshield Creates a little mini vortex It moves stuff that you would never think Could possibly get moved
2: Hmm.
4: So when you're on a
2: boat Be careful if you pass gas Because it may not be the guy next to you All right, more coming up
0: You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network
6: Even Keatley wasn't ready for me
0: Successfully navigated the Sea of Commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Look! Here comes a boat! Really?
3: Oh, it's about time! On this boat. We'll sail away tonight And on this boat Confess that you were right Sometimes I hate The world and them and all Can you please take Me away before I break Oh, Kevin, we're saved!
2: This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, uh, bury the boater. We uh, we let Captain Rusty go because his uh, assistant needed him. So it's kind of strange. I thought the assistant was supposed to work for Rusty, but the assistant actually called Rusty away, uh, maybe prioritize his uh, day. I when decided- the student
4: becomes the teacher. Uh,
2: maybe that's it.
4: She'll be be running that place in six months.
2: All right. Well, uh, we we got a few more minutes uh, as we navigate the latest boating news and information. So what do we got there, Patrick?
4: Well, one boat that Jacksonville Marine probably won't be selling, but probably should if they could ever get their hands on it, a 1981 Delta Van Cruiser. Have you ever seen one of these, Greg? A Delta Van Cruiser. A Delta Van
5: Cruiser. Sounds more like an automobile.
2: Huh. Look That's at kind that. kind of an uh, interesting looking right? vehicle. Yeah. That is
4: that is awesome. What's even better is the inside. Uh, so basically, it looks like <laughs> what they did is they took the top, uh, say, from the uh, wheel wells up of like a GMC. Actually, they 1981 took, conversion van. They took two bows and stuck them together. You know what I mean?
2: Or two hulls and just put them on top of each other. You know what I mean? Squished them together. Two hulls of a boat. No. Yeah. And it put doesn't one look on anything top. like that. Well, it's like a enclosed
4: uh, thing on top. It looks like a van upper that was put on a hull of a boat.
2: Okay, It says only
5: thirty-seven were made. Yeah,
2: it's like the Scooby Doo van on top of a boat.
5: Yeah, look at look All at right. that inside. It's, it's, it's like a a houseboat. Are those?
4: Yeah, but it's 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 a it's, V it's, hull. Yeah, it
5: does look like a van, right? Yeah. It's even it's got a headlights. Van that was stuck on an aluminum bottom
2: yeah they need little dingleberries going across the uh windows on the front. that
4: thing
5: is priced right whoa look at the insides i
4: know what do you mean priced right it's it's a darn good price on that boat how much is it that is going for let's see i mean so what did uh, you right under twenty thousand dollars
2: so you're saying these are
4: old boats but they've been uh well there's there's only there's only 37 that were ever made so don't know how many of them are still out there yeah uh, no, it's this,
5: it's nineteen thousand nine ninety five. Yeah, just under twenty grand for a
4: twenty six foot, uh, which is which is uh, powered with a Volvo Penta. So this uh, is a new boat. No, well, how old is it then? It's a nineteen eighty one.
5: Okay, it's the very Grant, first thing in, I said. Well, we'll it'll we'll, it'll fit in your backyard.
2: So this one you're looking at, though, you're saying that you think would
4: be a good. A good... Uh, oh, this would be... I mean, if you're up on a river or something like that, or on an inland lake... Right. I mean, look at look at that helm. I mean, it looks just like a 1981 conversion van. Is that an 8-track? You would think so, right? <laughs> it, it It is... You know, it's, it's kitschy, you know, but is it necessarily collectible? Probably not. But mm-hmm. if you were looking to have something that nobody else has, which is kind of hard to do when it comes to boats, because... Uh, we all borrow manufacturers all borrow design from each other and we all borrow it from the european yacht builders um and then just kind of shrink it down for (laughs) smaller boats well it kind of puts a whole new spin on uh living
2: in a van down by the river this would be a living in a van on
5: the river exactly yeah this is a great camping boat taking it up rivers it's got a whole back end here that's opened right barry what do you think yeah Oh, I think this would be great in the bay and in the intercoastal, going up and down from New York down here and back. I mean,
4: it it, it really is. It's pretty sweet. I'm not Why did they to, only make thirty seven of them though? Well, probably because they saw. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, Wouldn't that be like it, a red flag? Well, it, here's the thing. You have It's to, not slick looking. You have to look at what the original production run was. So, if they were building per order, they may have had a an almost three year run. A little over three years if they were building one a month, you know, these boats, that's not bad right, for production, you know, uh, and I don't know enough about the manufacturer and what else they may have been building at that time, mm-hmm. um, but from the graphics package, which again kind of mimics that 1980s era custom van type stuff, the, the side windows, the helm, the overall shape, if you were looking for something to stand out from everybody else on the water, this would be it.
2: Yeah. Hey, look at the boater who's living in the past. No, a I loser. mean it's got carpet inside. Shag, Shag carpet. carpet. It's fantastic. I, it's I know. <laughs> definitely a niche
5: market. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, it's clean. It's beautiful.
4: Yeah. It really. It. It stands out, and I. Th- I think it's. It's. Just. It's got enough appeal that you know, it's. It's fully functional. I mean, it's a boat. But it, the design is so unique that again, if you were looking for that, look at me, um, which most boaters are, you know, want that. Yeah, look at me while I'm out on the water without you're, breaking I, the bank. So yeah, you think. are not yeah. going to run across another, and this is trailerable. On top of that, you're probably not going to run across another one of these no. on uh, any body of water that you
5: happen to be on. Hmm. Now, is unique a polite way of saying it's not very pretty? Uh, um. I'm looking at the bow. It does look a little funky. i just do a different It really job. does look like the front of a van.
2: Paint on the side of it, uh, the mystery machine. Yeah. Uh, hey, those, get the, a
5: big old goofy
4: looking dog. But you know what, Barry? Everybody puts docking lights on the boats now. This was done in 81. Right. <laughs> yeah, it looks like that. Look at the big trumpet style horn on the front. Mm-hmm. Listen, mm-hmm. listen yeah. if this van listen. boat is a rockin'
2: Don't come knocking. <laughs> Oh, look. He's way too old for this stuff. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for this week. Till next time. Remember, whether it is sail or motor, life is life better. Life is better.
0: As, as a, a boater, boater.
2: safe boating, everyone. or comments, feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.